Last time on The Cellcast, the animated series. Joining me today is a man who just finally is getting to go on a date. And it's not in the holodeck. Welcome, well, Jacob. Well, darn. <laughs> um, I also, at some point, well, they also say it's uh, a side helping of a Will Riker burger. <laughs> I don't want to know. I don't either. And I still wish Wesley had not have survived. But anyway. No love for I'm teasing. I am teasing. Do not be mad at me. <laughs> what is his name? Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton. Do not be mad at me, Will Wheaton. <laughs> the big money shot they were using for the teaser trailer. Yeah, to show this is not your father's Star Trek. <laughs> and it's like, you know what? This is... That's not even the joke that y'all tried to say it was. No. I mean, it kind of was, but it also wasn't. The uh, diplomacy of the uh, the moon's destruction. And yes. Oh, that was hot. Oh, I mean, they, they got everything good, but this one guy says, you're going to destroy everything on our planet to save this other planet. And blah, 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 blah. And find out by the end of it, it's going to it's gonna hurt both of us. Wait a minute. How many people uh, exist in your civilization? Two? Just me and my wife? We're rich. We're just rich. It's like, you know what? Blow up the planet. <laughs> Blow up the moon. Blow up the moon. No, we just got the new tile. No, we just got the tile redone. It's like, you know what? I don't give a flying banana. Ray. Okay. This progress is a part of Christian Reek Central Network. And Christian Reek Central Rock Wrong. Hey, Scoop. What are you doing, man? I don't know. I'm supposed to be reading an ad. All right, hold on. Give me give me it. Okay. All right. This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Cellcast, the animated series. Joining me today is a man who uh, he's really he's, he's he's discovered a new band recently called uh, Choo Choo. Welcome, Jacob. Yeah, I just get obsessed a little few times. <laughs> Why the touch? Why? Thank you. Like to introduce our co-host. Just got to give Salvage on. Welcome, Drew. How are you doing today, Jacob? I'm, I'm smashingly. How are you? Oh, fair to middling. We're still working our way through reviewing Star Trek Lower Decks. We are on Season 1, Episode 6, Temporal Provocations, which was written by John Cochran and directed by Bob Suarez. Uh, in this episode, the lovable but awkward Ensign Fletcher makes work difficult for Mariner and Boimler. Rutherford introduces Tendi to a holodeck training program he created. And uh, getting into the references for this episode... Uh, at the beginning of the episode, they are uh, making warp drive noises with their mouths. Yeah. Which is hilarious. Uh, thing is, uh, ambient warp drive noises have been noted by many Trekkies to be the best white noise. Hmm. If you ever need white noise for something. Hmm. Throwing up a YouTube video of one of the uh, ships with its with the background noise that's in every episode. Yeah is some of the best stuff, cool stuff you can do. In fact, we use some of that white noise at the beginning of the, of our episodes right now. Okay. With a couple other little sound effects thrown in there. Gotcha. 
And, uh, of course, they're making it with their mouths, so it's yeah. very... Which confuses the crap out of our first officer. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. The uh, ship that we see that that, uh, that was that they're fighting over, the remains of, the mm-hmm. remains of, is an Antares-class starship from the original series. Uh, it ha- featured the registry uh, NCC-502, which is interesting considering the last time we saw an Antares-class ship was in Charlie X, which had the registry number NCC-501. Mm-hmm. Uh, they mention how hard it is to get cheese out of fur in a sonic shower. Yeah. Which I do feel for uh, our cat friend in yeah. this episode. <laughs> sonic showers, as you can probably guess, do not use water, but use sound to actually sh- clean the body. Huh. So, uh, yeah. it. We first glimpsed this in Star Trek The Motion Picture. How long has it been since you've seen that movie? Too long. Okay, do you remember the scene in which we first meet the robotic probe version of Ilea? Yeah. That weird purple thing she's in at the beginning of it that's a sonic shower that was the first time we'd ever seen one oh okay interesting yes apparently that's very hard sonic showers don't do a good job of cleaning cheese out of fur i can imagine Mm. here Uh, here's here's a warm towel (laughs) yes apparently boimler has something in common with captain jean-luc picard because in the episode tapestry nasa uh we get a flashback via Q, by the way, mm-hmm. to uh, Nosican stabbing Jean-Luc Picard through his heart right after he graduated from Starfleet Academy. Huh. And if you remember, he said they got, uh, Boimler got away with not getting his heart eaten by a bunch of Nosicans because of our uh, good friend Fletcher. Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha, uh, gotcha. Tindy mentions that she hopes that the cargo has uh, those cool clamshell design communicators from... 200 years ago. This is, of course, a reference to the original series Communicators, which did have a clamshell design. They did. Which I loved back when we had clamshell-style flip phones. <laughs> I can imagine. There was a part of me that's like, oh, look, I'm Captain Picard, because I can just flip the screen open with one thumb. <laughs> I was... It, well, I was in high school, but still. You, you were geeking out just a little <laughs> bit. Just a touch. Hey, I thought the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. I was like, click... At one point, Tindy wonders why they can't just beam the debris using cargo transporters. Uh, in TNG, we saw cargo transporters like that in the episode Data Lore, but we rarely saw it used. Yeah. Rutherford mentions that they are too massive to be beamed with a cargo transporter, which could answer a very old fan question. Why can't starships beam to beam other starships to other locations? Apparently, size is an issue. Actually, I don't see it that way. I just see it as like, well, it takes a lot more energy to transport that much stuff that distance. It's mm-hmm. probably... Not very, uh, it's not very resource considerate. Mm. Of course, tell that to the Abrams first with their transporters that can transport halfway across the frigging galaxy. Excuse me. <laughs> Bitter much. It's the continuity error I'm not a fan of. Okay. Um, before Tendi, before taking Tendi to the holodeck, Rutherford points out that the holodeck is not just for fun and then lists a bunch of ways people have used it for fun, such as. Hanging out with a litany of characters that have appeared on Star Trek before, such as Sherlock Holmes, as seen in the episodes Elementary, My Dear Data, and Ship in a Bottle. Bear in mind, if you open that program, you have to deal with very much aware of himself, Moriarty. Mm. He did try to take over the ship a couple times. He mentions Robin Hood from the Next Generation episode, 
Cupid, in which Picard and the rest of the senior staff is put in the guise of Robin Hood and his Merry Men by Q in a very funny, funny episode. Mm. I especially like the point where uh, LaForge playing Alan Adele, which if you remember was the rooster in uh, yeah. the Disney one. Yeah. Playing on his little guitar lute thing. Yeah. And Jordy is trying, Jordy apparently having never played an instrument, is trying his best to fit into the role. Worf having none of it, who is uh, apparently Will Scarlet, which I don't know that character off the top of my head. But anyway, walks over, grabs the instrument out of Jordy's hand, and then smashes it against a tree. And that's the funniest thing in that episode. Uh, they mentioned Sigmund Freud, uh, which was seen in the TNG episode Phantasm, in which Data took advice from a holographic version. Cyrano de Bergerac, uh, he did not appear on as a holodeck character, but uh, Barkley has... Ensign uh, uh, Barkley, who I've mentioned before in a previous episode, dressed as Cyrano de Bergerac for one of Beverly Crusher's theatrical productions, seen in the Nth Degree. Uh, Einstein and Stephen Hawking, as mentioned, Data played poker against holographic versions of Einstein, Stephen Hawking, and Isaac Newton. Interesting thing, Stephen Hawking played himself in that episode. Huh. Uh, Leonardo da Vinci, which uh, was played by John Reese davies in the Voyager episode, uh, that I don't see the name of, but in an episode of Voyager. Hmm. Socrates, a Greek philosopher who uh, was also mentioned in The Nth Degree, and, uh, but in Voyager, he, he, the Doctor created a holographic version of him uh, in the episode The Darkling to play Vulcan chess against with uh, T'Pol. We also... Uh, Del- uh, we once again get a mention of the dreaded Delta Shift. Mm-hmm. Uh, previously established that the Cerritos appears to be on a four-shift duty rotation, first introduced in the original uh, Next Generation episode, The Chain of Command, by... Because of Captain Jellico, who nobody... Uh, this is a holograph. This is a holodeck episode, if you hadn't figured Pretty it out much. yet. Which means, of course, at a most inopportune time, the hologram, the holodeck screws up. Yeah. Malfunctions, and now we get an evil, murderous holodeck character trying to kill <laughs> two of our characters. Uh, but, getting into that, the safeties mentioned on the holodeck were first men- first installed, or, or were first disabled... In the uh, Next Generation episode, The Big Goodbye, which was uh, in dealt with Picard take, doing, being, ha- taking a bit of a rest and pretending to be his favorite uh, noir detective character. Mm. And uh, they were upgraded in the episode 11001001, which of course dealt with Minuet, who I mentioned previously in the last episode. Yes. Uh, they load a Bajoran marketplace. This is, of course, related to uh, Bajor, the planet that Deep Space Nine was in a uh, sector of. Bajor was a very religious planet that uh, could be attributed to essentially being China in the Star Trek universe. Okay. Uh, they were uh, occupied by the Cardassians for a long period of time until Deep Space Nine. Uh, at one point, they mention evasive pattern Sulu Alpha, which uh, references the flight controller or helmsman of the original USS Enterprise NCC-1701, Hikaru Sulu. Fletcher hooking his brain up to the computer is lifted. That that concept is lifted from the episode The Nth Degree, Hmm. in which Barkley 
kind of did the same thing, except he was a lot smarter about it than this guy was. He was somewhat being controlled by another, by a space alien, but still. Yeah. Uh, this also happened, of course, in the original series episode, uh, The Changeling, and naturally, V'ger from Star Trek The Motion Picture. Uh, they get Fletcher transported to the Titan. The Titan was mentioned in Star Trek Nemesis as being the ship that Riker and Troy were going to be heading towards. Yeah. Or being transferred to, and the apparently Worf was going to take over as their first officer. Hmm. First officer of the Enterprise. Uh, and of course, also I want to point out that I mentioned our holographic character trying to murder everybody a minute ago. This character is, of course, Badgie. Mm-hmm. Badgie, at first, I kind of was wondering, has Star Trek gone off the deep end on this one? Till I realized what he was. Do you remember when we were in probably junior high or high school is when you might have run into this? And we were using Microsoft Office for the first time. And you yeah. had those little buddy icon helper yeah. things. Uh-huh. And the most annoying one was Clippy. Clippy. Yeah, I do remember Clippy. This guy is Clippy. It is Clippy. And that's a joke. Kids, uh, kids younger than us will never get. Yeah, I hate to say it, but I'm looking at guys. Oh, this is Clippy. Oh, <laughs> this is why we shouldn't be mad at Clippy. <laughs> Thank goodness Microsoft Office doesn't have need of these safety protocols oh. because it doesn't work that way. Good night. It's like this thing tries to kill them. Yeah, throughout the entire. Higher episode. Tendi and Rutherford. That's what I love about it. It was created it. by Rutherford and as, a, it as a helper yet. program to to train people. Yeah. And apparently it had some loading problems, much like Clippy. But uh, when the ship, when the holodeck malfunctioned, Clippy not, would only, not only was the safeties malfunction, but Clippy, real, uh, a badgie, realized, oh, I'm e I'm I'm stupid and, and and horrible, am I? How about I kill you and murder you? It's like, oh my, yeah. The a Rutherford, you need to up his AI a little bit, just a little bit. He, he doesn't understand the fact that we you didn't know he could take that personally. Wow, okay, <laughs> I guess. And he keeps calling Rutherford father. Sure. And at one point, Rutherford calls him his son <laughs> right before he snaps its, its neck. neck. <laughs> and then it froze to death. And then, oh, everything's back to normal. Oh, no, Badgie's back. And he's, and this next time the safety protocols are disabled, they'll have to run for their lives <laughs> again. I, I, I do like the fact that Badgie at the very end, when they walk out of the holodeck, it's like, be like, you're by all the time. Can I help you with something? <laughs> Here's a fun fact. I'm going to wear your intestines. <laughs> That's not, that fact's not very fun at all. <laughs> that was, that was uh, probably the best part of this episode. I want to keep saying Clippy, but it's Badgie. It's Badgie. It's it badgie. is Badgie. And those Take are, in my head. <laughs> those are great moments, but I want to point out one little thing with the other storyline. Yeah. We have obviously never seen Fletcher before. No. Apparently, we'll never see him again. Apparently. But the first time I saw him on in the cold open, yeah. I thought, why do you look familiar? Because mm-hmm. Fletcher looked familiar. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't quite place it. And then they kept saying stuff like a rogue queue. You know how rogue queues are. They're gonna, they, they, you never know what they're going to do. Yeah. And I got to thinking, wait a minute. There was a... Rumor 
earlier this week that Q was going to show up on in one of these episodes. Hmm. This isn't Q's son from Voyager, is it? It looks like him! What the crap is going on? Why is he here? He's probably just playing and having fun, especially since we've never heard of him before, but yet everybody knows him. Boy, this sounds like a lot of shows where you have this guy that just shows up and everyone thinks he's his best friend. And when by the time it's over, it's like, who was that guy? I don't know, but everybody knew him. He was a great guy. I was expect, especially as outgoing and super friendly as he was, I just half expected him to, that this was all some kind of, like they were saying, Weird Q thing, except I was expecting him to be Q and his father was going to have to get him and drag him off the ship. (laughs) That's what I was expecting all the way through this episode. I'm not saying what we got wasn't good, but it's like, oh, please, please. Your your anticipation was way up here. The minute I realized this guy looks like Q's son from Voyager and there was that rumor, I was like, Please tell me that's what's happening. I want to see this happen. This would be great. <laughs> and the thing is, I don't hate what we got. Don't right. get me wrong. But it was right. still like, oh, I want that to be what it was. Anyway, I've talked long enough. Oh, you're good. I, I think you you know took like every aspect of the show and just condensed it into like what it is. It'd be like, it's a fun episode. Yeah, it's uh you you get more Turner, mm-hmm. you get more in the Tendy Tendy. Which I enjoyed. That yeah. was really, really it's good. very much, they got the A story, surprisingly yeah. enough, while uh, the other two got the B story, and yet they both were good stories they for were what they were. Yeah. I mean, admittedly, I have watched hundreds, and I do mean hundreds, of holodeck episodes. Right. I'm not saying this is the best, but this one was, it was so nice. It felt like it was just having fun with this concept. Hey, I created a CG character that's not human that is somehow working in a holodeck, which we've never seen before. Mm-hmm. Or not humanoid anyway. Mm-hmm. Completely cartoon character. Yeah. And he's going to kill you. You know what it reminds me of? Who framed Roger Rabbit? No. A certain character from a certain series that you let me borrow. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Bill, he reminded me because I saw it. I was like, "Oh my gosh, it's Bill from uh, from Gravity Falls." Yes, uh, unfortunately, he doesn't quite have the chaos demon thing down yet, <laughs> but he could pull that off in a holodeck very easily yes. if he would just think about it. But he's 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 a child at such at this point. He doesn't realize his powers yet. Yeah, yet, yeah, yet. <laughs> he, I'm sure he's going to come back at a later point. I hope so. That, that of course, means- I was. In my mind, when I said who framed Roger Rabbit, in my mind, I was seeing uh, Badgie, but with the lines, When I killed your brother, I talked just like this! Agreed. Agreed. And it's not like he hasn't appeared on Star Trek before. No. That's true. All right. He was a Klingon, but still. Yeah. Get out! Get out of there! That's a fun... I, I look forward to that movie on Movie of the Week podcast. Mm-hmm. But as we always have to say with that one, we'll get there when we'll we get, get there. there. Mm-hmm. Anyway. All right. So I think we've kind of wrapped up this episode nicely. I feel like it's a good episode. It's I good, agree. You know, it's got a good A story. It's got a very strong B story. Or A story, B story, whichever. Yes. Which, they're almost interchangeable. Mm-hmm. But overall, the series is very... I'm, I'm almost for an episode that's kind of just... Or just, this wasn't a good episode. I'm wondering if we may have gotten past some of those because 
uh, some of the earlier episodes did kind of have that meh feel. These yeah, that's were, true. This was downright hilarious. It was. I, I was laughing my butt off throughout the whole thing, and I'm sitting there going, Jacob doesn't know what I'm laughing at. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Me being a non-Trekkie, would be like, I have no idea. Uh, I, I do I do have to say, I'd be like, I nearly jumped out of the seat I was <laughs> When we were watching the yeah, because he gets to the he gets to the preview for the next episode, and somehow they've got a dog that was replicated. Yeah, replicated. But apparently, there's something very, very wrong, wrong with, with this, this dog. So when its head split open, I heard Jacob yelp like a dog. <laughs> he he was sitting in my recliner and kind of fell backwards into. Uh, I fell backwards, but he, he pushed backwards and hit the tripod that we holds the webcam for uh, our live show, which fell over onto the tr- the the mic stand holding his uh, microphone, microphone and knocked this, microphone. and knocked it over. It's like Jacob, it's just a dog. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, but it was freaky, man. Like freaky, freaky. I'm I'm not saying it wasn't. I really am not. Anyway, uh, we do have an, an, the name of the next episode So uh, on this one. So join us next time for uh, Much Ado About Boimler. Come, Jacob. We must prepare for next week. Prepare for what, Drew? Same thing we do every week, Jacob. Record a podcast! Oh, boy! So where can they find you, Jacob? They can find me on Facebook at Jacob B. Heron and Jacob's Daily Art Corner, my personal art Facebook page. On Twitter at Jacob B. Heron, on Instagram at Jacob B. Heron, and on Letterbox at Jacob Heron. Where can they find you, Drew? Uh, you can find me on Facebook at Drew Dodgen. You can also find my Facebook page at Drew's Photo Bin, where I upload uh, my photography. You can also follow me on Letterbox at GGeorge759 and Twitter at GGeorge759. Where can they find us, Jacob? You can also visit our website, the Cellcast podbean.com where you will find every episode we released and links to listen to it on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. Our RSS feed, if we aren't in your favorite podcast app directory, please share, review, and subscribe to us there and share us with your friends. You will also find a link to our Facebook group, the Double Feature Podcast Community, where we talk about both animated and live-action movies. We share this with our other podcasts, which we do with Jacob's brother Jim, at uh, the Movie of the Week podcast, where we talk about live-action movies. You can also email us at thecellcastpodcasts at gmail.com. Also, please like our page on Facebook. We try to post about upcoming movies. If you comment on that movie's post before we record, we'll read your comments in the episode. And remember, every time we say the cell cast, that is with a single L. L.